It's Your Health Radio, a special podcast series presented by Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. A brain tumor diagnosis can be terrifying, and it can sound like a life-threatening situation, but advances in medicine have made successful treatments of these a reality, and we have a very inspiring story for you today. My first guest is Dr. Bjorn Lobo. He's a neurosurgeon with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. And my next guest is Holly Schroeder. She's the president of the Santa Clarita Valley Economic Development Corporation. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Dr. Lobo, I'd like to start with you to sort of set the stage. Tell us a little bit about brain tumors. Are there different types and how are they classified? Hi, Melanie. Thank you for letting me uh, have the opportunity to talk about brain tumors. Brain tumors are uh, come on several different types. There's tumors that come from other parts of the body to the brain. We call this metastatic brain tumors. These are generally considered cancerous tumors. And there are tumors that come from the brain tissue or the surrounding uh, tissues uh, of the brain. And these are called primary brain tumors. Within the primary brain tumor realm, there can be malignant brain tumors and then there can be benign brain tumors. For brain tumors, malignancy is a hard uh, classification to really quantify because Unlike other places in the body, malignancy really means it uh, spreads locally and it can spread to other parts of the body. With tumors in the brain, they can be very aggressive but not considered malignant. And they can cause problems just from growing in size but not actually spread to other parts of the body and they may not actually uh, destroy the local tissue around the brain as well. For this reason, even though tumors can be benign in the brain, uh, you still have to be very careful with them because if they grow in size, they can cause significant problems. Dr. Lobo, sticking with you for a minute, have the treatments seen a change in the last 20 or 30 years? Are physicians still using treatments that are older? What had been the thought previously regarding therapies, and what is different now? That's a great question. So the tumors treatments have changed quite a bit in the last 30 years. Really what we're seeing now is we're going away from conventional surgery and using more adjunctive medicines such as radiation and chemotherapy for many tumor types. Now, some tumors, the main treatment for them is still surgical removal, but a lot of times we have new uh, treatments like radiosurgery, which is actually just uh, radiation treated directly to the tumor rather than uh, treating it with surgery itself. But many times we actually use a combination of treatments. The main thing that's changed with brain surgery was actually about 30, 40 years ago, the operating microscope came in and tumors that were considered inoperable at that time became operable. And now the main thing that's changed with brain surgery in the last 20 years is the introduction of an endoscopic camera. So we can take uh, tumors out sometimes using a small opening and uh, keyhole surgery to remove tumors. But again, it really depends on the tumor type and where the tumor is located to find the most uh, reasonable and uh, the best treatment for that specific tumor. That's so interesting. So, Holly, on to you. Tell us your story. What type of tumor did you have? How did you find it? Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Melanie, for uh, having me here. Uh, I uh, was starting to have some vision problems earlier this year, and I went, uh, I thought it was just a natural uh, decline in vision that happens as you age, and I went to see my optometrist who said that my prescription was fine and something else was going on and referred me on to a variety of doctors that led to me getting an MRI that uh, identified that I had a tumor that was 
squeezing the optic nerve and uh, affecting my peripheral vision and and uh, and really uh, constraining my vision. Um, the uh, neurologist referred me to um, uh, a, neuro- a neurosurgeon outside of the, the Santa Cruz Valley area who I got a consult from, but because of uh, my knowledge of Henry Mayo, I ended up uh, also getting a consult from Dr. Lobo and learned that um, it was fortunately a benign uh, meningioma, but that it did need to uh, be removed. And um, and as he said, uh, having the right um, surgical approach uh, was important. And so he explained to me what, what approach he would take. And um, they did the surgery at Henry Mayo uh, early this summer and uh, removed the tumor and uh, was, uh, was able to go through a, a very rapid uh, recovery. I was very fortunate on that and uh, have had now a follow-up uh, MRI. And as of uh, that uh, test a couple of weeks ago, have had no recurrence of the tumor. Wow. So tell us a little bit about the experience actually going through it. How, I mean, obviously it must have been terrifying for you, Holly, but when you did your research and you chose Henry Mayo and then the whole process started, what what were you feeling? Were you thinking the worst? Were they giving you hope? And what was the procedure like for you? Well, uh, I mean, scared, obviously. I mean, it is, uh, even though uh, we were fairly certain because of the type of tumor that it was benign. Uh, it's still a life-changing experience to ha- hear those words that you have a brain tumor and that you're going to have brain surgery. And so the the uh, time leading up to the surgery, you just sort of have that um, worry hanging, kind of hanging over you. Um, I would say uh, that Henry Mayo and, and Dr. Lobo were um, extremely helpful. Uh, I talked to Dr. Lobo a couple of times because I think in our first consult, I'm not sure I registered all the information that um, that he shared with me, and I had to hear it a couple of times to really make sure I understood uh, what was happening. And the, there was a difference in uh, methodology between what Dr. Lobo recommended and what the other neurosurgeon recommended. And I had to, so I had to sort through what you know, what was actually the surgical approach to be taken and where would I do the surgery and had to make that decision, which was, uh, you know, a stressful uh, decision point. But uh, by talking um, to, you know, the, you know, talking to neurosurgeons and starting to understand, you know, what the risks were and what the advantages were, uh, I became really confident that um, Dr. Lobo would be the the best surgeon and doing it here at Henry Mayo would be the, the best approach for me. And um, and so then, leading up to the day of the surgery was was still scary, uh, but and the surgery itself I think was five to six hours. Fortunately, I you know was asleep during that, but of course your family is waiting uh, during that period. Um, and uh, but they were very relieved to hear the results that the surgery went smoothly. I was in ICU for um, about a day and a half and then in the hospital for another day and a half, but then I was, you know, released from the hospital, so basically after three days. So I went from brain surgery to being home in three days, and then the recovery really uh, every day got stronger and stronger, and, and the recovery really did go pretty much like clockwork. Ultimately, I was back to work less than one month after the surgery. Wow. 
What a story, Holly. And Dr. Lobo, how do you go about explaining this very complicated, because as Holly said, she was researching the surgical aspects to try and understand the side effects and the surgical experience of the physician. How do you go about explaining this complicated topic to a patient and convincing them that this is one of the best ways to go about this? Well, my approach to medicine has always been treat every patient like a family member. And, you know, not everyone's as knowledgeable as Holly was about what was going on. So you have to start off with the basics. One, you start off with the education of what is a brain tumor. Two, you start off with what what to expect, what's going to happen if you don't have this done, because you don't necessarily have to have surgery done for every single brain tumor that's there. And then you have to start talking about what are the different approaches and what are the benefits. And I always go through multiple different approaches and I tell them, why do I, what's my decision-making process? And sometimes even while I'm talking to patients, I may change my decision-making process as I talk to them. Every patient's different. For example, if Holly was, uh, you know, 50 years older and she was near end of life, we would be talking about a different approach than uh, something like we did for her. And the reason why is because we want to tailor arch surgery, tailor the treatment to what her goals uh, for life are. Now, for Holly, her goal was to have this taken out and have good vision. So my treatment really corresponds to how to get all the tumor out or as much as we can and still preserve her vision and even put it in a state where it will improve. And if the tumor ever did come back or uh, ever did need recurrent treatment, how would we come back and uh, take care of it then? So all those processes were discussed with Holly, and we kind of came up with the game plan together as far as what we wanted to get done. So then in your last wrap-up, Dr. Lobo, tell us about some of the new technology that you may have used with Holly or other patients that you feel are advancements in brain tumor surgery, what you see on the horizon as well. So for Holly, we used a very uh, uh, new microscope that has the ability to really give us a great visualization of the tumor as well as the uh, optic nerve. We did a different approach that uh, not all surgeons do uh, for Holly, which is something called a extradural clinoidectomy. That's basically taking off the bone that uh, um, covers the uh, optic nerve as it leaves the brain space and enters the orbit. And we do that outside of uh, the actual brain space. So this is a technique that's been around for a little while, but it's so rare for uh, most uh, general practicing neurosurgeons to do that uh, you have to have specialized treatment in doing that. And that was the main difference uh, in surgical treatment that uh, I was offering than uh, the um, other neurosurgeon who had recommended surgery to Holly was offering. And the reason why I offered this was specifically to open up the optic canal take out any tumor that was invading into the optic canal where uh, you can't generally get with a conventional craniotomy or opening the skull to remove tumor. And this was really going to help decompress the optic nerve. It was going to make sure that there was no tumor that we were leaving behind in there. And uh, it was really going to help relieve her vision. Now, that was a a surgical approach that's been around for about 15, 20 years that, you know, is now becoming more mainstay. I think the main thing that we're going to see as uh, time goes by with neurosurgery is going to be smaller and smaller approaches to do the same type of operation that uh, we were doing. We're going to learn different techniques uh, and advance those techniques. And really, it's going to be learning about different medications to, you know, 
potentially treat these tumors without actually surgery. That would be, uh, I think, what the goal of medicine is going to be for brain surgery, which is not to have to have surgery, but to actually treat many of these problems with medications and find out which kind of medications will actually prevent these tumors from growing and which ones will actually uh, make them smaller in size. But that's a little bit of a way off. In the meantime, we're working pretty diligently to try with uh, different uh, techniques as far as learning new operative procedures and also using new equipment to help us localize where tumors are and make the operation as minimally invasive as possible, but still as maximally effective. And Holly, last word to you. What an inspiring and interesting story that you've told us today. Tell us about the people and the staff at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital that helped you. And what would you like listeners to know about Henry Mayo and Dr. Lobo and your whole experience having your brain tumor removed? I had absolutely the best experience. Every every person that I interacted with the entire time I was at Henry Mayo was exceptional and uh, took really great care of me and was super supportive of my family that was there uh, to support me. And also, Dr. Lobo mentioned uh, the microscope, the specialized microscope that enabled them to do this surgery. And uh, it's my understanding that that's a pretty specialized piece of equipment that is you know, not found in every hospital and that, as he indicated, is not necessarily done by every neurosurgeon. And what I learned, and and as we debriefed the surgery, is if we hadn't used that approach and used that equipment and done the surgical approach that Dr. Lobo took, there probably would still be tumor uh, that was left in the optic canal. And that would have continued to grow and ultimately probably would have you know, would have continued to impact my optic nerve and would have eventually blinded me. So because of the the quality equipment and quality surgeons that uh, were available to me at Henry Mayo Hospital, um, I was able to prevent that and able to completely remove the tumor and uh, prevent that, uh, uh, you know, that terrible outcome of losing my sight. Every Every nurse, every person I interacted with was was really just so caring. Um, you know, when I would ask somebody to, you know, assist me in getting up, uh, assist me if I wanted to walk around a little bit. I mean, I wasn't always sure if I was, you know, talking to, uh, you know, an assistant nurse or the chief nurse or, uh, and yet every person treated me with kindness and care and helped me with whatever I needed in that moment. Uh, they just were really looking out for my health, and I uh, I could really tell how much they cared about me and uh, wanted me to uh, to heal and get better and get on with my life and and be healthy. And uh, I was just so grateful for the wonderful care that I received. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today, and Holly, for telling us your story, and Dr. Lobo, for sharing with us the advances in brain tumor therapies and what we can look forward to on the horizon. Thank you both again. What a great segment. You're listening to It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. For more information, please visit henrymayo.com. That's henrymayo.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.